Hello, and welcome to the White's Chapel Sermon Podcast. We're so glad you've taken the time to listen to our weekly sermons. This is a quick way to enjoy or even revisit a recent message. Okay, we are, we're back. We're continuing our series 23 and Me. Very clever title. This series is a play on the genetic testing company of the same name. Uh, many of you may have done one of these, 23andMe or uh, Ancestry.com, or uh, I know there's uh, a bunch of them. But basically, they t- this, these companies will take a sample of your saliva, and then they can tell you where your family hails from. Uh, they can tell you about health risks, health outcomes. They can help you find a long-lost member of your family. They know your childhood pet and your favorite color and your greatest fears. Maybe not, maybe not all of that, but they do take a deep look into your DNA, and they, they, uh, they let you know about kind of the building blocks of what makes you you, of who you are. And that's sort of the idea of the series, too, is we're looking at some of those building blocks of our faith, things that make up our spiritual DNA. And so as we enter into 2023, we'll be, we're looking at the third chapter of the 20th book of the Bible, so 23. If you didn't think there were enough layers in 23 and Me, we've got, we're really coming at you in 2023. Uh, but yeah, we're walking, we're walking through that third chapter of the 20th book. The 20th book of the Bible is Proverbs. And, uh, and so we're walking through Proverbs 3, and I'm excited about this because we don't often base whole sermon series, uh, even whole sermons, around Proverbs. Uh, typically, here's a little, uh, I guess, look behind the, the curtain. Most of the time we use Proverbs as kind of a supplemental text. And so if we're talking about patience or something, we have some New Testament story, and then we just Google proverb about patience. And then we'll throw that in so you get that extra little Bible. Uh, yeah, like I said, usually it's a supplemental text, but, uh, but I think that does Proverbs a disservice. Because this book is incredibly rich. It can help you live your life. It is among the most practical, if not the most practical book of the Bible. And that's because it is quintessentially wisdom literature. Uh, Wisdom literature is a genre of scripture made up of three books in the Bible. There's Proverbs, Job, and Ecclesiastes. And these three books reveal the collected wisdom of generations of God's people. And they invite us to contemplate the ways in which we can live full lives and live those lives wisely. And so the book of Proverbs is a collection of short sayings that offer wisdom on everything from work to personal relationships to how you use your time uh, and also money management, which we'll talk about next week. So get excited for that. Uh, But it was written by King Solomon. You remember in the third chapter of 1 Kings, God is really happy with Solomon. And so he goes to Solomon, he says, you know what? I'll give you anything you want. Any request that you send my way, I will grant. And Solomon pauses for a minute and he sort of thinks. And he says, God, I want a discerning heart. Of all the things that this king could have asked for, more money, more riches, more power, more whatever, he chooses wisdom. And we're going to be reading a famous piece of that wisdom tonight. Uh, Our scripture uh, for tonight is pretty well well known. In fact, if you get a milkshake at In-N-Out Burger, 
you will find this verse inscribed on the bottom of your cup. So that is your excuse to go get a milkshake tonight. Uh, Anyway, let's read King Solomon's word for us tonight. You may be familiar with this scripture. This is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. And this is what it says. Hear the word of our Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Okay, Solomon shares this famous piece of wisdom with us. And it's all about trust. If you've seen your bulletin, that's our topic for tonight. Trust. Now let's be honest. From the jump, uh, trust is something that is kind of in short supply these days. We have a hard time trusting, and that's not just my own speculation. There is data that supports this. There's actually an organization that has a way uh, to measure trust. It's called the Edelman Trust Barometer. And every year, it measures the average percent of trust in institutions like NGOs, businesses, government, media, a wide variety of things. It's essentially a global measurement of trust around the world. Well, over the last decade or so, trust in the United States has suffered the largest ever recorded drop in the survey's history among the general population. Trust among the general population fell nine points down to 43%, placing the United States in the lower quarter of the 28 countries that make up this this trust index. Uh, Trust in government fell 14 points to 33%. Trust in business, media, and NGOs also experienced declines of between 10 and 20%. Richard Edelman, who is the president and CEO of the company, uh, said this about the drop. He said, the United States is enduring an unprecedented crisis of trust. I think a lot of us probably know this. You didn't need all those facts and figures. You know that trust is in short supply. And I wonder if if that lack of trust in the things around us has made its way into our faith lives too. I wonder if that lack of trust extends to God. Do we fall into the trap that Solomon is warning us about in our scripture? Remember what he says. He's he's writing wisdom for for the people. He knows that, that people will see this. And so he says, lean not on your understanding. Don't be wise in your eyes. Let's be honest with ourselves tonight. How many of us lean mostly on our own understanding? How many of us lean on our own wisdom primarily? See, Solomon knew our tendency as human beings to struggle with trust, to try and do it all on our own. And he knew that because this is a spiritual battle as old as time. Go back to the very first story about humans in the Bible. Adam and Eve. They're placed in a garden, and all of their needs are met. They have everything. Everything that they could ever need. Their lives are ideal. Until what? Until they stop trusting God. They listen to the serpent, and they eat from the tree that God told them not to. 
They decide to lean on their own understanding, to be wise in their own eyes, very, very literally. The serpent says, if you eat from this tree, your eyes will be opened. And so they are very literally trying to be wise with their own eyes. They fail to trust God. And oftentimes, so do we. It is just as much our story as it is Adam and Eve's, as it is the people that Solomon was initially writing to. Uh, we make this mistake all the time, or at least I do. Uh, like I mentioned, I recently became a father. Uh, here's a picture of Sadie. Y'all knew I was going to do that. <laughs> Sadie was her first of, God bless her, her first of, I'm sure, many sermons. Um, I was a PK too, so I, I will lament with her later in her life. But uh, Sadie was born on November 23rd. Uh, and uh, the last few weeks, like I said, have been amazing, some of the best of my life. But the very first week of her life was pretty hard. We, we had kind of a rough labor experience, and because of some of the circumstances of Sadie's birth, she had pretty severe jaundice. And so after four or five days in the hospital, uh, we got to go home for less than a day before our doctors sent us back to the hospital, and uh, Sadie ended up having to be admitted into the NICU, the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit, which is not fun for a new parent, let me tell you, especially one that I rev high. So, uh, well, they, we, we take her in there, and, um, and, and we, they put her in this little bed, and they place her under all these, these, these giant blue lights, and they hook her up to like five different machines, and there she was. She's this little six-pound baby, and she's sick. And there was nothing I could do about it. And uh, Sadie's great now, so don't stress. Uh, she's totally fine. We got out of the NICU after only a couple of days. We were very fortunate that her bilirubin levels, uh, which I know what bilirubin is now. Uh, I've never heard that word before in my life. But they're down now, and she is 100% perfect. But... Uh, but looking back on that entire experience, one of the hardest parts uh, was how much I wanted to be able to fix her when, when she was sick. I'm sure a lot of parents can relate to that. Uh, I wanted so desperately to be able to make her better. I wanted to be in control of the situation, every part of it. And as we got into the hospital, my mind was going a million miles an hour trying to figure out a way that I could solve this problem more quickly but I couldn't. And you know what? There are so many places in all of our lives where this is the case, where we want desperately to have control. This is one of our great struggles. We try and take it all on ourselves and we forget to include God. That's why Solomon gives us the advice that he does in our text. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. It sounds so simple, but it's not. We don't mean to. We don't, we don't mean to place our trust in the wrong things, but we just do. We place it in ourselves, in our capabilities. We place it in our jobs, in our money, in our achievements, in our social circles, and who we hang out with and spend time with. We place it in our homes, in our communities, in our neighborhoods. We place it in our political parties. Uh, 
But all of those things are fallible. God is the only thing we can always, always, always trust. And we need to be reminded of that often. Uh, After Sadie got admitted into the NICU, I stayed the night in the room with her, uh, which apparently wasn't typical, but anyway, they let me. And uh, the nurses set up a chair for me next to her and that I could sleep in. And uh, the only thing they told me I couldn't do was I couldn't eat in the room. Uh, So me and Sadie could sit and watch Shark Tank on the little TV we had, but I was not allowed to eat in the room. So I had to go into the the waiting room. The NICU had this little waiting room outside of it. And so uh, that night I I went in there to eat dinner. I had already been there since early that morning. And like I said, at this point I was, I was tired and I was struggling with that control, with that trust. And, and so I sat down and I started eating in this waiting room. And, and I was, as I was sitting there in silence, I saw this little sign propped up on the bookshelf. And so I got up and I walked over to it for some reason and I read it. And this is what it says. It says, God is big enough. Please take a bracelet as a constant reminder that God is big enough to address any circumstances or concern. And I read that little sign and I looked down at the bracelet that was on my wrist and in that moment I was reminded. I was reminded that I can trust God. I was reminded that Sadie can trust God. I was reminded of the thing that I have preached to you people so many times and I had forgotten. I really wholeheartedly believe that God used that little sign to wink at me that night. To say, remember that thing you keep telling people? Remember all those bracelets you've handed out? Read it. (laughs) You can trust me. I'm right here. In that moment, I found exactly what Solomon said I would. It brought health to my body. It brought nourishment to my bones. I was so encouraged. I love the way the New Revised Standard Version puts it. It says that when we trust God with our lives, with our worries, with our problems, it will be healing for your flesh and refreshment for your body. Trusting God can refresh us and restore us. It can take the weight of all of the things that life throws at us and it it can give us some reprieve. It lightens our load. It allows us to catch our breath. Now that doesn't mean that we suddenly have all the answers. It doesn't mean that we get to suddenly dictate God or that things will always work out the way we want them to. But it does mean in the end, God has got this. In the end, God has got us. And knowing that, remembering that, helps us to breathe a huge sigh of relief. It feels good. It feels freeing. And the key to that is surrounding ourselves with reminders. Surrounding ourselves with things that will remind us that we can trust God. It's having things in our lives that will stop us from spiraling, from letting those intrusive thoughts that want to control everything take us over. In 2023, we need to build these reminders into our lives. 
And we also need to serve as these reminders in other people's lives. When I saw that, that little sign in the waiting room that spoke to me so powerfully and made me ball in front of a bunch of nurses, um, I did notice that there were no bracelets at this sign that offered bracelets. And I told the nurse who was in there, I was like, you've got the right guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't do a lot, but I can get you some guys big enough bracelets. Uh, now, I don't know how long that sign had been there. I, don't, I assume it was placed there by someone from White's Chapel. Uh, but when I saw there were no bracelets, I felt a sense of responsibility to rectify that. And so a few weeks ago, I dropped off a bunch of God is Big Enough bracelets uh, with the nurses in the NICU. And at first, they were puzzled to see me again, to see this strange man with several bags of, of black bracelets. Uh, but after I explained to them why I was there, they were really sweet, and, uh, and they were excited to put them out for families. And I really hope that those little bracelets that we left as a church do for others what that little sign did for me. I hope they serve as a reminder for all the parents that go in there that, that God truly is big enough, that that is not just some pithy, cute saying that we have as a church to attract people. We really believe it. God is big enough. He can be trusted. And he is present he is present with those parents in the NICU. He is present with all of us tonight. In 2023, let's be reminded and let's be reminders of the truth that Solomon shares with us in our scripture that we can always trust in the Lord. That we don't need to, nor can we, lean on our own understanding. Like we sang in that song, we lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus. That's where we lean. And, and so this year, let's build those in. And we can do this in a variety of ways. Maybe it's uh, finding a friend who, who will talk us off the proverbial ledge when we're in one of those spiral moments and will remind us, hey, God's here. God's in control. Or maybe it's finding a song. Maybe it's leading. That song was amazing. Uh, maybe it's finding a song that we go back to that helps us return to that truth. Maybe the reminder that you need like me, is in the form of a bracelet you are already wearing. Or maybe it's going out of your way to help remind others this year. Maybe it's handing out an encouraging word or a small act of kindness or handing out a bracelet. Maybe it's inviting someone to Saturday night. Maybe it's inviting them to lunch or to dinner or whatever, whatever it is. We need to make sure that in 2023, we build these things into our lives these things that will take us back to this fundamental truth that God has given us, this tool, this building block of our spiritual DNA that God is trustworthy. We need to believe that and repeat that because when we do, it will refresh us and restore us and repair us. It will be nourishment to our bones. Here in just a minute, uh, we're going to participate in the Sacrament of Holy Communion. And as you come forward tonight, I, I want you to think about something in your life that you've been trying to control. Maybe over the course of this sermon, you've been ruminating about it already. Uh, maybe not. But I want all of us to come to Jesus' table of grace tonight with something from our lives, uh, some place that we haven't let God into yet. 
Maybe it's something that you thought was just too insignificant for him to care about. Maybe it's something that you find so daunting that you're afraid to trust him with it. Maybe it's something that's, that's brand new in your life and you're still processing it. Whatever you choose, I want you to come forward, receive the sacrament, receive the love and the grace that this table represents, and as you do, offer whatever it is up to him. And you can do this with a prayer. You can do it by reciting some words in your heart or in your mind or out loud. You can say, Lord, I trust you. Or you can say, God, I'm giving it to you. You can say, here it is, whatever you want to say. Repeat it as many times as you need to, but come forward and know, remember, that God really is big enough. Lean on the everlasting arms. Lean not on your understanding and trust in the Lord. And you will find refreshment. You will find healing for your heart and nourishment for your bones. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss new releases. We'll have new podcasts coming out all the time. Be sure to check us out online at whiteschapelumc.com. Please download the WC Life app and follow us on social media to stay up to date with all things WC.